1: wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. ES Audio.
2: From the Evening Standard in London, I'm Mark Blunden and this is The Leader. It was a huge day for improving the ease of travelling through London as the first passenger section of the Elizabeth Line, aka Crossrail, opened for business. While it wasn't all plain railing, a fire alert sparked the evacuation of Paddington Station briefly. There were plenty of enthusiasts from London and beyond eager to try out the £20 billion line. And also, what about those future ticket fares? By 10am, 130,000 journeys had happened and the standard was there from the very early start. You'll hear some expert analysis, the thoughts of passengers travelling on the Purple Line for the first time on the newly opened stretch from Paddington to Abbey Wood. And make sure you stay tuned until the end to hear Mayor Sadiq Khan discuss the project's handover from City Hall's previous incumbent, Boris Johnson. It's here. It's here. Yes, after decades of planning, years of tunnelling, planning inquiries and quite a few residents' complaints about the disruption, Crossrail, a.k.a. the Elizabeth Line, has opened. It's 5.30am and I'm here outside Paddington Station with assembled media and plenty of railway enthusiasts to catch the first trip on the Purple Line over to Farringdon Station.
3: I got here for 3 o'clock in the morning, nice and sharp and early. <laughs> the attraction of coming here today is to um, ride the new line and to fully experience what it feels like. Um, I came here to experience how fast I will get from point A to point B and etc. I had a couple of interrail days left and then TFL announced that they uh, would
2: open Crossrail and I thought that's just the best, the best thing to do, visiting London and... <laughs> Riding first train. So the doors are opened, I would estimate a good couple of hundred people who are headed through down the escalators onto the concourse of the Elizabeth Line and headed down with the first tranche of passengers who are all touching their contactless cards. Into the um, gates as per normal on a TFL journey, and I think hopefully we'll hear a little bit more from Meryl Khan later regarding those fares. The
0: Elizabeth Line service to Abbey Wood via Canary
2: Wharf. Train now approaching platform A. Is the Elizabeth Line service? The announcer please says. Move right
3: down the platform. Move right down the train. The train is from on, move right I know we all want to be in the front but please move right
2: down the platform Train's ready to depart, and we're off Certainly feels more spacious than your average Jubilee or Central Line train It's a pretty wide carriage The ride's pretty smooth but there is a small wobble and as you'd expect with such new rolling stock, it is incredibly clean Assemble Media has alighted the train with Mayor Sadiq Khan, TFL boss, Andy Byford. Ross Lydell, City Hall editor for the Evening Standard. Ross, it's a big day for Transport for London, for the Mayor. There's certainly been a lot of policy challenges getting this off the ground. What do you think this will mean for the Mayor politically now to finally have this open?
4: Well, we actually saw as soon as the train set off, Sadiq let out this huge sigh of relief I think he'll be very relieved essentially to get this off his desk, out of his entry and it's one problem that is now solved. It's taken a long time. It's taken really since 2018 until now. So it's taken four years to solve this problem. If we think back to 2016 when Sadiq came to power, he thought he would be opening this line in December 2018. It was only in the summer of 2018, about three months before that was due to happen, that he actually realised what a mess it was in. And it's been an almighty headache. It's been something that he was able to largely pass to the side when he cleverly recruited Andy Byford as a TFL commissioner a couple of years ago. And Andy Byford really drove this forward with Mark Wilde, the Crossrail Chief Executive. But Sadiq now is happy as Larry today. He's got a huge smile on his face. He's laughing and joking. But deep down, he'll be so relieved that this is out of the way and also that money will start to come into TFL's coffers from this line. We should end up with you know hundreds of thousands of pounds every day now in Crossrail Fields.
2: Here we are with Transport for London Commissioner Andy Byford. So, uh, Mr. Byford, what is the significance of um, today. It's not the whole line has been opening. We've got a little bit but people are going to be able to, to travel as they would on, on the other lines.
5: Well, quite simply this is the most historic day in TfL history for a generation. We've opened up the next phase of the transformative Elizabeth line. So this is a real big deal. Listen to the reaction of our customers. This uh, opens up these spectacular new stations, unprecedented journey times, beautiful surroundings whisking people from Abbey Wood through to Paddington. This is of course uh, a deliberate uh, strategy on our part to open in phases the next phase coming soon will be in the autumn when we get bond street open concurrent with having trains come in from the east from Shenfield all the way through to paddington and from heathrow and reading all the way through to abbey wood
2: the tunneling aspect of things getting all the, this this huge ball squeezing it under central london what were some of the logistical Challenges and where I guess would be some of the the pinch points where you're trying to squeeze in this tunnel where the existing infrastructure already sits?
5: Mm. Tunnelling is a difficult task in any uh, environment, but doing it under central London is exponentially more difficult. You've got all the buried utilities, you've got uh, BT cables, you've got gas, you've got water, you've got uh, sewage, Uh, but in London, you've also got the ever present uh, risk of finding unexploded World War, World War II ordnance you've got Roman mosaics, you've got to go round skyscrapers so one of the particular challenges we found here was at T- Tottenham Court Road you'll notice the platform is slightly curved, why is that? It's because we went round the foundations of point. so this has been a huge uh, logistical challenge, I think it's an engineering triumph and my hat goes off to the engineers on this job uh, what a fantastic achievement
2: when you started your role two years ago, what, sort of, what was the handover like? What sort of state was the, was the project in? What was kind of the biggest, most pressing issue?
5: Well, we had a number of uh, things that needed to be... Uh... Uh, expedited. The, first of all, the stations needed to be finished. There was quite a lot of work still to do on the stations. One of the first things I did was bring in a, a gentleman from America, an absolute world-class expert on finishing stations. A guy I worked with in Toronto. I knew he was the man to get the stations finished and across the line. But then, working with Mark Wilde and the team, we have powered through what was what remained to be done: trial running, trial operations, reliability running, getting the safety case all sorted, getting the assurance paperwork done. Uh, credit to the team it's their success today i'm merely the figurehead Uh, i'm really proud of mark wild and the team we got it done
2: fares are you able to make any kind of commitments over the the years ahead in terms of keeping the fares low any kind of fare freeze
5: well, The fares, fares are, uh, policy is a matter for the board. Uh, what I can say today is that uh, the fares are the normal fares that you would pay. You can use your uh, Oyster card uh, within uh, the uh, central section and up to West Drayton. You can use pay as you go. So uh, I think this will be really good value for Londoners. They'll love the fact that uh, just the regular fare applies on, on the Elizabeth line. For the future, that's a matter for the board.
2: We'll go to some ads now. Stay here for analysis from the independence transport correspondent, Simon Calder, our interview with the mayor, and some very tuneful transport workers. Why not hit rate and follow in the meantime?
0: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
1: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delaglio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance.
2: I understand this is actually a TFL choir. They sound very tuneful indeed. Let's take a closer listen. And after that musical interlude, we're off for the second portion of this journey from Farringdon Station. How would you rate the quality of the ride and the passenger experience?
3: It's very smooth, there's a lot more space and you don't, you're not deafened like you are on the Jubilee line, which
4: is really noisy.
2: Now arrived at Woolwich Station, which in comparison to Farringdon, it's sort of different but the same. More of those enclosed platforms with the glass safety barriers in front. But instead of illuminated panels above the doors, there is wall upon wall of black drills, And in the middle of the platform, we've got these very large columns, concrete at the top, brown underneath. Thoughts so far on the sort of design and the aesthetic?
5: It's really nice. Very nice indeed.
2: How would you describe it?
5: It's quite modern, sort of... uh Yeah, I think that's the main feel of it. Modern, airy, clean, which is nice (laughs) for now.
2: Have you sort of done any checks in terms of the journey times? Have you got any hopes that it's going to make it any faster for you?
5: Yeah, it does certainly. It's about 14 minutes, uh, whereas my usual journey, well, door-to-door takes me about an hour to get from Welling to Farringdon, so this should make that half the time, I think, so looking forward to that
2: simon called a travel correspondent for the independent and you've presumably been covering uh, crossrail <laughs> the ups and the downs for many years what do you think this will mean for the powers that be to finally get this off the ground probably a, a sense of relief what do you think was the significance of today getting it all done in time for the jubilee
3: well it's um certainly getting it done before the jubilee but it also depends it's a bit like brexit isn't it getting elizabeth line done getting crossrail done obviously it's nowhere near done what we're seeing is a partial opening today yes absolutely the crucial part from paddington station through to abbey wood and that is going to make a great deal of difference for people who live in southeast london but if you want to go from shenfield in essex to heathrow airport you're going to have to change twice along the way oh and you're not able to use it on a sunday apart from the jubilee weekend so that's going to be uh, an interesting um, decision anyway bond street station not open so yeah it's sort of opening i suppose um but uh, well I just hope that a year from now when finally the whole thing's open, we do as they say in politics quite a lot these days move on um, and that the rest of the country will forgive us for such an appalling,ly botched overtime, over budget uh, project.
2: Do you think there'll be some of the pressures in terms of fares on transport for London? Because obviously they're billing this as cheaper than the Heathrow Express but is this going to be um, achievable over time do you think?
3: Oh, look, um, the Transport for London finances are a complete disaster anyway um, due to Covid. So one really critical fact is that for the past three and a half years, they haven't been getting any money from the Elizabeth line, on which all their projections, all their forecasts were based. I imagine that we will see fares rise over time faster even than inflation.
2: What was that handover like in 2016? What sort of state were things?
0: There was no handover from the previous mayor to uh, me but actually uh, the previous no no, the the previous company uh, Crossrail uh, Limited were were completely autonomous Uh, we weren't uh, allowed to interfere with the previous company as as indeed nor with the DFT both the DFT and TFL were told to keep away from the project Uh, the first time we discovered there was problems was in August 2018 neither DFT or TFL knew about those uh, delays were kept in the dark Uh, the NAO uh, the PAC have confirmed that, and there have been various um, uh, reviews and inquiries. and That's one of the lessons we've got to learn. You can't have a hands-off situation, you've got to make sure you learn the lessons from this. And one of those lessons is don't have ad hoc major projects, keep the institutional knowledge you have, make sure there's accountability. The, the signaling is the most complex of any uh, major line across the world. We've got to learn from that, but also we've got to learn. That we can have major complex projects in our country, we should be incredibly proud of the ingenuity of this project, but learn the lessons as well. And finally, just on
2: fares, are you able to make any commitments for um, the for the remainder of your second term on keeping fares low for Londoners on this network?
0: Well, my message to the government is: don't micromanage TfL. Give us a long-term capital deal, but allow us allow uh, allow us to decide what the fares are, what the investment are. The government has imposed an RPI plus one increase on commuters in London. Uh, Londoners will know, uh, for the first five years of my mayoralty, we froze fares. That brought in additional commuters to public transport. The best way to encourage people to use public transport is to in- invest in public transport but to keep fares uh, low. The government should be learning from us rather than micromanaging TfL.
2: With the cost of living crisis, can we expect a high community
0: development? Well, if, if, you know, uh, the the government uh, wants to learn from TfL, the best thing they can learn from us is to allow us to be in charge of TfL rather than them.
2: There's more on this story in the Evening Standard newspaper and online at standard.co.uk. That's The Leader. We're back on Wednesday at 4pm.